Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast. I'm your host, April Adams Pertwee. And man, is this going to be a loaded topic today? Because as I sit and talk with so many of you about your story and getting you out there, and even we talk about this all the time on the podcast, and we're talking about this inside our Lightbeamers community, and I'm talking about this on a daily basis with my clients. There is always, always something present that comes up over and over again. And it's around, and it, it's a big thing that keeps women from truly being seen, being visible and putting themselves out there. And it is imposter syndrome, dun, 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 right? Like it's such a big one. And we're going to dive into this topic today. I've been really wanting to talk about this for quite some time. Um, and I've invited a good friend of mine, Lexi Sulios, who is really well-versed and trained in this arena. Not only is she a somatic therapist who is going deep into women's stories and even just, you know, generational stories and patterns that we've had in our lives and maybe how other women have, um, have acted and, and behaved or been put upon in their lives then how that gets passed down to you. And also just what the world says about us as women, when we, when we dare to show up and take up space, oh my gosh, you know, how, you know, how scandalous is that? So it's really important work. And Lexi also works with clients um, in, you know, helping them with their strategy around um, personal growth and development. And, and part of that is around visibility, right? Like allowing yourself to take up more space, allowing yourself to be seen, allowing yourself to share your story and getting over this idea that you're not good enough or that you're not ready or that you don't have enough letters behind your name or that, you know, you're not far enough long in your journey that there's other people who can do it better. Like there's so many ways that imposter syndrome shows up for us. And I say us because I am not excluded from this conversation. I am quite adept at putting myself out there. I do a lot to share my story and I am bold and brave and do all those things. And I have to navigate my own imposter syndrome also. So I'm really excited about having this conversation. So Lexi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, April. It is so good to be here. And I really appreciated the intro to the topic that you gave because one of the important things that I think we really need to bring into the room and acknowledge when we're talking about imposter syndrome is how much the social system that we're a part of 
makes it actually difficult for us to feel really confident and comfortable where we're not getting a ton of support um, for the way that we are naturally as women, where we're taking care of family to you know, an intense degree and taking care of all the social connections that we are required to take care of and then taking care of our work and, you know, going towards our goals. And we have, of course, um, you know, a lot of generations in our families, women who came before us that did not have the ability that we have to be visible. It, for some, it was very dangerous to be visible. Mm -hmm. um, for some, they wouldn't have even thought of it, it would have wrecked their whole family mm -hmm. to put themselves out there. They would have been outcast from society, mm -hmm. all of those things. And so we're in a very exciting time as women where we can move forward, but we're, we're on the, the edge of it. We're on the horizon of it, leading a, a new wave forward. And it's just really important as we talk about how we're going to, what we're going to do inside ourselves and in our communities to be able to move through imposter syndrome, just to understand that there is a systemic part of it that we don't want to let it stop us, but it's good to acknowledge that it's there, you know? Yeah. And that's what I thought was so fascinating about kind of the marriage of your work is that not only are you working as a modern day growth stat strategist and working with business leaders and, and women to navigate just, you know, conquering goals and navigating next steps in, in their work and in their life and in their business currently, but also helping them recognize the generational patterns and old stories that we bring to the table, whether we're conscious of them or not. And becoming more conscious of them helps us understand maybe why we have certain feelings when they come up and help the, help us, you know, combat them so much faster. I know for me, when I have feelings of doubt or insecurity, um, nowadays I get kind of mad at myself, you know, because I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of personal development work over the years mm -hmm. and I get mad at myself because I'm like, April, you know, better, like you're equipped. You, you know what you're doing. I have such clarity about my purpose and what I'm doing here. And, and, and like I said, most days that allows me to show up very open and very visibly. I'm like, just open anything that says light beamers and you're going to find me on it. Like I am not hiding at all. Uh -huh. However, there are days when that sneaky story creeps up. And even though it's present and I can acknowledge it, I still get mad because I'm like, I should know better. I should know how to do this by now. Like I should know how to knock it back down. And I do, but it still takes the presence of mind to do the work. Right. And get over not being mad at myself and just do the work and and then and and continue to heal that story. I know that for me, even like thinking about as I was growing up, I have and had, and my mom, mom's still alive, but I'm just thinking back when I was super young and my mom was this go-getting, you know, total badass businesswoman. And she was, she really rocked the boat. We lived in a really small town and she really rocked the boat for a lot of people because she was so outspoken and she was very forward thinking and she was a very independent woman and she didn't really need anyone's permission to do anything that she set her mind out to do. 
And my gosh, thank God I had a role model like that. You know, I'm so grateful, but I also witnessed, you know, the beating that she took. And so subconsciously that is still there for me. And then on the, you know, opposite end of that, her mother would have never done anything like that. You know, she had the, that was one of the reasons why my mom was so outspoken because she wanted, she saw what it looked like to be on the other end of the spectrum, who was, you know, my grandmother was very um, submissive uh, to her husband and very, never really took up much space and never, I never really knew what she thought much. I never really knew much of her opinion. Um, you know, I can't re recall that. And so I'm bringing to the table a mixed bag and that's when it comes to, to the stories in my past and in and, and my family's lineage. Right. And all of us have to recognize that we're bringing that to the table, whether we're aware of it or not. That's why I love the fact that you bring kind of those two worlds together. Yeah, definitely. And we, we often carry it's unconscious and we do it out of love, but we carry the emotional burdens and the unfinished business of our ancestors. And when we're looking at, like you said, your mother and grandmother and things like that, it is so automatic that we intuit what they went through, that we can feel the fear that was in them. Or like you said, the mm -hmm. beating that your mom took from being a pioneer and being someone who rocked the boat. And you could see that for her and, and feel what that was like in your own being. So we, we carry those around and they can really impact us. If for people who think that they are carrying what their female ancestors went through to a large degree where it's really getting in their way, something that they can do is to, um, to kind of see their parents as being strong and pray for their parents, that their parents have the support they need, the angels, the ancestors, whatever, to for them to feel strong. And then they can um, give back those burdens to their elders and say, you know, I know that you're strong enough to carry what you went through. I'm giving this back to you and I'll take your blessings to help me go forward and live in honor of you. Do this in a different way. Be more visible and do what you weren't able to do. And when we reorient ourselves in that way, we're able to actually feel strength at our back and use what our, our parents and grandparents went through to actually fuel us in being more visible and in taking up more space and feeling more confident in the world. Yeah, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful process and tip to share. Um, mm -hmm. Just kind of having this blessing, this giving the burden away back to, you know, whom it belonged to originally, mm -hmm. and then receiving their blessing um, consciously, like really integrating it into your awareness and saying, this is it, I'm going to go and do better because they weren't able to, uh, for whatever reason. Right. And we live in a different, that's the thing we live in such a different world than even our parents lived in, right? Like our world has changed so much in our lifetime and the, the, you know, the introduction of social media and, and the internet as a whole really has changed the game. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I guess I love my work as much as I do is that I get to, 
I get to do it at this exact time in, in the world, you know, like, I think it's pretty special and I'm grateful that God planted me here just for the time that it is right now. And, you know, and I'm up for that challenge. And I, I love, I actually, there's a lot of negative things about social media for sure, but I just don't pay attention to those. I really love the fact that we have a free open source media platform that we get to use pretty much at free will. I mean, pretty much right. Um, you got to use it responsibly, but anybody listening to this podcast is going to be a responsible user. Like we attract the best people into light beamers world. You guys have caring hearts, your servant leaders, you have big things you want to do in the world. And there's no reason to allow imposter syndrome to stop you. It's going to rear its head, but there's no reason because you have so much roadway ahead like there is just, there's so many platforms we can play on. There's so many ways to get our voices and our messages and our stories out there. There's so many ways in which we can serve the world. There's just so much available to us today that we just live in a different world than our mothers and our grandmothers and those that came before them. It's just different. And we have to just honor that and accept it and be excited about it, you know, get excited about it. But imposter syndrome is real. That's why I, you know, I do know, like I said, not only from my firsthand experience, but also because of just talking with women every single day. And I hear it. I hear it in the things that they say to me about why they haven't done a certain thing or what's stopping them over here. When you're working with your clients, just, I'd love to just kind of, I'm named a few, but like, what does it sound like when you're talking with your clients and when you start to recognize that imposter syndrome is at play, what does it sound like? Yeah, I, I love this question. There are so many different ways that it shows up, but a lot of us can relate to all of them. So <laughs> one is um, being afraid that if you prioritize per something personal, like your family or your health over work, that you're showing you're like not dedicated enough to your career, right? So that's one way it shows up. It's like, you can't be a full human. You got to be all like, mm -hmm. you know, just super about the career and nothing else matters. Or else you're saying like, you know, I don't really take it seriously. I'm just kind of flaky, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. So that's one thing I find is difficult for women. And also, couldn't that also be on the complete converse of that as well? You know, I can't really have the career if I'm not going to go be an amazing wife, an amazing mother. Like I have to put those things first. And if I even attempt to put myself out there and show people what I'm doing for my work and be visible around my, my work in the world, then that means everyone's going to think I'm a bad bomb and I'm, I'm, you know, you know, ignoring my family. For sure. Right. And it, I think that speaks to this. It has to be like all or nothing, all you, or nothing. You can't make yeah. a mistake. You can't act like you're not totally committed. You're not doing things perfectly. You know, that is like something that we carry with us. And that shows up also, we see this is especially true in corporate, but, it, but it does happen in, for business owners as well, when they're giving presentations or preparing speeches and stuff like that is over-preparing and mm -hmm. overworking, like well beyond the point of do, knowing you're going to do an excellent job. But it's like, gets to the point where women just don't want to be asked a question. They don't know the answer to, they don't want to mess anything up. It's like, it has to be perfect. 
And like you said, you know, if I'm not going to do it perfectly, then I shouldn't even bother doing it. Yeah. And that comes up a lot in, in the work that I do too with women. And so it just keeps them from actually taking, they're taking action around working on the thing, but they're not taking action on putting that thing out there. Right. So it just mm -hmm. keeps them behind the scenes, it keeps them hidden. It yeah. keeps them quiet. Maybe they're doing really great work, but it's mm -hmm. all, it's like a secret. I, I'm like, I tell those women, I'm like, you're like a, you know, a secret agent. Nobody even knows what you do and how amazing you are because you're just waiting for it to be perfect before you'll put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Something else I see is waiting for permission. Mm, mm -hmm. Like so as though someone's got to give you permission to say that you are an expert in such and such yeah. or you're an authority, you know? And yeah, I, I see this that. a lot with like, Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go finish that certification. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. That's a good example. Yep. Getting constant like qualifications and certifications and all of that because they feel like someone needs to back them up saying yeah. that they're qualified to do something. Validation. Yeah. And I remember like for myself, I was seeing some of my female colleagues whose careers have really blown up and they've been doing amazing. And I would think like, oh, it's okay for them to be on social media and, you know, they really have their own personality and all that stuff's like, they're doing that. And I'm like waiting for them to give me permission to start making my own reels and really doing a lot of showing up on social media. <clears throat> and then one day I realized they're never going to give me permission. It's not their job. Like, you know, I didn't even it was crazy that that was even an underlying thought that I had, but it was once I saw it, I was like, who am I waiting for? There's like, no one's going to come and tell me it's okay for you to start talking. Like you're an expert. You know, I've been doing what I've been doing for over 20 years. And it's like, if I'm not going to say, here's my experience and here's how I'm able to help people, no one else is going to. So it's like, we have to drop that waiting for permission and waiting for people to back up how qualified we are. You I know? think that's a huge one. And, you know, a lot of times, um, if you will just, you know, take a minute to like list out all the reasons why you are the expert or, or, or why you are qualified, if you start making a list and you just spend a little time doing that, this is an assignment I usually give to someone when they're like, oh, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not ready. And <clears throat> you know, I'm not as far along in my journey as I need to be. And maybe, you know, maybe they just started last week. That's a brand new business or something, but still they have something in their arsenal from, from before in their archives that yeah. has led them to take this step that is connected. And so you got to like, maybe it goes back to what you studied in college, or maybe it goes back to an internship that you held, or maybe it was a work experience that it wasn't even in the same industry, but you gained really valuable transferable skills, right? Like we overlook so much of the stuff that we have done and discredit it all because someone else out there is doing more or has is further along in the journey. So we immediately discredit everything that we bring to the table, which is just ridiculous, right? It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. There's such all or nothing thinking, right? Such black and white thinking. And what I find in therapeutic work is all or nothing thinking tends to be young thinking, mm -hmm. right? Children, they learn in absolutes. And then they, as you grow, you can 
get more nuances and more complexities to things. And very often when we have a black and white thought and perspective about things, we're in a young part of ourselves. So it shows like how early on some of these beliefs really got, you know, landed in for us because we're thinking about them in these very fundamental ways that, that just aren't true. Yeah. And it just takes that. It takes some examination to ask yourself, is this even true? What I'm believing, you know, totally. Yeah. Like you bring that healthy, wise adult, capable adult online and can start seeing the nuances, you know, it's okay. If I don't know this, it's, I still know this stuff. And like you said, like I've done all these things already that were amazing, you know, yeah. even if I'm not, you know, yeah, that I mean, perfect in these ways. I have a friend of mine who, um, about maybe a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, but she wrote a book and she is, she's in the coaching space and she is just very accomplished. I mean, she's been doing this for a minute, you know, and she has this, her whole book was basically her intellectual property. It was her, her process, her system. And it's a program that she goes into her with her clients and with her, the companies that she works inside. And she, this is the delivery system. So, I mean, she wrote this book that obviously is content that is extremely valuable and is working because she's very successful and stays busy with her clients. And, um, she was, she was saying to me the other day that she just, um, is just really having a hard time putting herself out there to promote her book. You know, like the book's been out and she's like, I want to get more people reading the book, but I don't want to be the one promoting it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> and and so I'm it's like, not man, I just don't know who's going to promote it for you. I mean, yeah. there's some strategies that you could put into play, but at the end of the day, like if you aren't going to stand behind your work and talk about it publicly, yeah. you know, in a marketing and promotional kind of way. Yeah. Um, why would you expect, you know, anyone else to do it for you? Mm -hmm. Like you have yeah. to stand up for your, your stuff, you know, yeah. and you have to just get out of your own way and really examine and ask your question, you know, is that really true? Like if you were to put yourself out there and promote your book, what is, what are you so scared of? And mm -hmm. is it really true? Do you have evidence that that's really going to happen? Right. Yeah. And one of the big things I teach is, you know, for a lot of us, when we are in any form of imposter syndrome, we are looking at ourselves through a critical lens, right? Mm -hmm. We're observing ourselves, but it's through a very critical judgmental lens. And I always encourage people to flip that lens and make it be a lovingly curious lens mm -hmm. instead. So keep observing yourself. That's very helpful, but observe yourself for information that's actually going to be useful. So like you said, like, why are you uncomfortable uh, promoting your book? Like notice what happens. Maybe you go to tell someone how good it is and you feel like you're boasting and bragging and coming off as, you know, whatever, you know? And so that is like, you want to notice those kinds of things. You want to notice when you go to give a talk that your throat's closing up, mm -hmm. that you're public speaking, that you think people are judging you. You want to notice these things and then take them to a therapist to, or a coach or 
whomever to actually work through those and clear them. You can do journaling about them. Everyone kind of works through these things in different ways, but you need to start observing yourself in a lovingly curious way that feels safe to your nervous system so that you can get information that's actually useful that you can start to transform these beliefs about yourself and these beliefs about the world. Oh, that's so good. I love that loving, being curious from a loving standpoint, lovingly curious. I talk a lot about curiosity on the show anyway, because, you know, curious people make really good storytellers. I mean, that's just kind of a trait of a really great storytellers. You're naturally curious. And so, but curiosity is, it can be developed. You know, you can, you can, you can ask yourself some really good questions that are going to help peak that curiosity even more. So we can use this as you're saying on ourselves to flip that script and to ask those questions and then to get curious about what feelings are coming up for us and what lies are we believing in that moment around, you know, the reason why we have fear around being visible, the reason we have fear about putting ourselves on social media, um, that we'll be judged or that people won't like us or that they'll criticize us because we think we're not good enough. Right. And, you know, again, what would that look like on the flip side of that? If you got curious about those feelings and lovingly tended to them, and then, you know, just examine that from a critical lens instead of from a self observing, like, you know, like a self, like, I guess the ego, right. The ego is doing that, Mm -hmm. not really our heart and our soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and when we are being critical like that, we're believing all this stuff and we need to realize it's called imposter syndrome, or it was called imposter phenomenon, you know, in the beginning of this term. And it's not true. These things aren't true about us. And they're not true. They're really just keeping us stuck. And it's so sad because not only are we living through really precarious times right now, mm-hmm. it is a really crazy time right now. And we really need women's voices. We really need women who are thoughtful and caring and mature and wise to come on the uh, the greater world stage and start being leaders. So if we're not going to do it, we're just going to keep letting who take up the airways of social media and radio and the news, the same people who are creating so much chaos. So we really need to step into the voice that we have and the gifts that we have to offer. Additionally, at the end of our lives, if we don't, if we haven't stepped up and given the gifts that we know are ours to give, we are going to, who are we going to blame? Like, we're going to feel so sad about that. We have all of these like big, beautiful things that we've been working on. Like your friend that did this amazing book. And what are we going to do? We're going to just let ourselves get to the end of our days and not have like given everything to get that out into the world, to impact people positively, to change lives, to, to give our gifts and love our life. You know, it's like, it's now or never step. Mm -hmm. It's like time to step up and do this. And so when we're looking at imposter syndrome and wanting to work through it, sure. We want to work through it so we can feel better, but we also want to work through it because 
we need to take action. And some of we don't need to work through all of the imposter syndrome before we're ready to take action. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, we can just look at, okay, there is something stopping me and making me procrastinate. I'm not doing my reels. I'm not writing my book or promoting my book, whatever it is. I need to take a look at that and transform that so I can take the next step because it's the actions that we need to be doing. And those also, once we get on like a wheel of action taking, uh-huh. we, we are totally changing our brain circuitry so that we're not wallowing around in a loop of imposter syndrome thoughts anymore. We're now on this momentum of actually creating things in the world of giving ourselves boosts and successes and creating accomplishments that will help us feel even more accomplished to continue. You know, I, oh, that is all so good, Lexi. I just, I, I, I really would encourage the listener to just like, honestly rewind on the player right now and listen to that last full minute. I mean, again, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I was like, man, that is so good. Um, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I there's, you know, you just, you just spoke out loud. Everything that I would just want to scream out loud um, is that we need more women to step it up. Like the white knight story is, is really tired and we don't need that. We need you. We need these women who are powerful leaders by themselves, powerful. They have powerful wisdom. They have powerful stories. They have important things to say. You may not believe it yet because your imposter syndrome is trying to stop you, mm-hmm. but truly there is a great need in this world right now for thoughtful, caring, nurturing women to show up, mm-hmm. to show up. And we don't need you to show up with your perfection. We don't need you to show up with your 10,000 degrees. We don't even need you to show up with 30 years of experience. We need you to show up with your heart, your soul, your mind. And that is enough. You know, God created us to be really uh, whole beings. You know, he didn't just give us a brain. He didn't just give us a heart, right? We got all the pieces of us and we need to show up and, and just get out of, I just keep saying, get out of the way, get out of your own way so that we can truly do good work in the world to help people, you know? And I know that I, I see it all the time that when my clients do that, they, yep, they're like, yep, I'm going to clear it and get, get that out of the way so that I can go and do the big things that I'm here to do. And I've had to do that. I have to clear a lot, you know, um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm doing big things, right? Like just recording this podcast, you know, makes time in my schedule to get this podcast out every week. It would be so easy to say, I'm not going to do it this week. Nope. That's not even a possibility. Yeah. We just keep showing up. We keep showing up. We keep showing up. We keep showing up in the belief um, that what we have to say matters and it will help somebody else. That's it. Totally. And, And in the knowing that imposter syndrome does not mean there's something wrong with you. These are thoughts that are coming up that are not reflecting the truth about things. And you can act even though those thoughts are going on. Mm -hmm. So it's very helpful to see these thoughts and 
to work with them, like I said, with a therapist that can do some good deep work, a good coach, some good journaling, Byron Katie's The Work is a good process to use as well. Um, there are lots of tools you can use. So it's great to move through them, but you don't need to even move through them to actually take action on what your important goals are and what your work is to do. And I see with women across the board, women who are hugely successful running multi, multi-million dollar companies and women who are C-suite executives, I see them on one hand and I see women who haven't accomplished much in their life, but they're very talented, but they feel just bad about themselves because they're seeing other people you know, accomplishing things. There is no difference in the level of imposter syndrome a lot of times between the women who are hugely successful and the women are not. But the women who are hugely successful have been taking action even mm -hmm. through the imposter syndrome. I'm and reading, really um, I'm reading Brendan Burchard's, um, high performance, high performing habits, high performance habits right now. And he talks about this. He's like, it is not something that some people are born with and others are not. It doesn't matter your personality task. It doesn't matter if you're a, you know, an, in, an introvert or an extrovert. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter if you're from the United States, United States or Nigeria. It does not, it doesn't matter if you're a, a D on the disc profile or a C, none of that matters. It, the high performance habits studies all like just, he's got so much data on people who are at the top of their game. They're in the, you know, top 0.1% of, of successful people. And they all exhibit the same behaviors and that those behaviors are exactly some of these things. It is like having the clarity, no, getting a plan in place. Like you have to take action, right. And you're, we're doing it imperfectly. I say it all the time. Like I tell people like, you guys have heard me share the story. Like when I started light beamers, I didn't know what I was doing. And there are a lot of days now. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I yeah. have no idea. I, I launched a road show that I'm doing this summer. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if there's one that we have coming up in June. I'm like, yeah, I don't think anyone's coming to that. Like, I don't have anyone booked in. <laughs> and it's okay. I didn't die. It's okay. you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it, just, it doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean anything about, about you. It doesn't yeah. mean anything like there's just nobody coming to park city. That's the truth. That uh -huh. is the truth. Nobody is coming to park city except April, but I wasn't going to be there anyway. So it doesn't matter, but you know, there are people coming like you are coming to Greenville, South Carolina. There's other people coming to New Jersey. So I could sit here and just waller in the fact that I don't have anybody coming to park city and ignore the facts that I have people coming to other places. Right. And just sit here and tell myself that, oh, this roadshow is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't good enough mm -hmm. or, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I'm getting a little too big for my britches over here. I better, I better dumb it down. That mm -hmm. is all just lies, you know, but the high performance habits, it is stuff that all of us can do. Mm -hmm. And it's really around taking action and it's about around building consistency. So in the beginning, when I started light beamers and I truly did not know what I was doing, I, I mean, I do know a little bit more now. But I really, really, really did not know what I was doing. I said, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know one thing I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to share my story mm. and I'm just going to see where it takes me. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I showed up really messy and imperfect, but I did the thing that I teach, you know, I, I practice storytelling mm -hmm. and 
it's gotten me pretty far and it's worked out okay. And I yeah. don't have letters behind my name. I do have a little bit of experience. You know, I'm a trained journalist. So I had that going for me, but, but really, I don't think my journalism degree is what got me here. You know, what got me here, my consistency, my willingness to show up, mm-hmm. you know, like that's what got me here. And my willingness to do the work, as you said, and to examine some of those feelings that come up and, you know, they still come up and I just have to keep working through them. It's not ever going to end, but imposter syndrome is going to be the thing that either, I mean, either you get through it or you don't, but that's a choice. Yeah. And I really appreciate April, how you shared about your roadshow this summer and you know, trying things and sometimes they work and some things, sometimes they don't because one of the most insidious things that keeps our imposter syndrome in place is the belief that we are the only one that things are not working out for. Exactly. You know, and we see social media, we see people's highlight reels and think everyone else is so successful. And that's what we compare ourselves to. And something that we need to do as women with each other is to be more honest, to be more transparent and to be in community with other people who are putting themselves out there, who are taking risks, who are taking action, imperfect action and keeping moving forward because this happens to all of us. We'll try things. Sometimes things don't work out. We learn, we try again we pivot, we do different things. And when we see other people doing that, it makes it so much easier for us to take, you know, whatever happens on the, on the chin and, um, not, not let it like feed our imposter syndrome. Right. Not let it completely knock you back down to ground zero. Yeah. 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 And I just, I do, I, I agree. I think it's important. That's one of the reasons why I do share. Cause I'm like, I, it's important for people you know, anyone that follows me or listens to the show or whatever on social media checks out my stuff or meets me in person, I would never, I would never want to give off the impression that I have it all figured out, that everything I do is a home run, that I am just, you know, an A player all day long. Cause you and I are part of a group called A yeah. players. Um, I mean, I, I, I am, I win a lot, but I win because I take a lot of hits. You know, it's like that baseball analogy. You got to hit, you got to get up to bat and swing. And sometimes you're going to hit a home run. Sometimes you're going to get a ball that goes to like first, second, third base. And sometimes you're going to strike out, but you will never, ever, 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 ever know until you get up to the bat and take a swing. And you're, you know, and like, you're going to have people in the stands screaming at you, trying to get you off the, you know, to get you off your game. Yeah. And sometimes those people are not even real. It's just the voices in our head. That is our imposter syndrome. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like our internalized critic. This is such, uh, this is such a good conversation. Lexi, I'm so glad that you came to share this t- with us today. Um, how can people like, how do you work with people? You know, I, you know, what, what is your favorite, um, kind of program or offering that you have. So if people want to dive in deeper into their own, like really generational look at this and also do the deep work around um, getting over their imposter syndrome. Cause I feel like that's pretty much everybody's got, you know, issues around this, like I said, myself included, but if, um, if someone wants to reach out to you to learn more, what is the best way to do that? And what is your favorite offering? 
Well, uh, so I do work with people in depth one-on-one and we really go through the individual distinct beliefs that they have come up, the um, specific ways their body freezes up, their generational burdens, they're carrying all those things. We dive in deep and I love working with women in that way where we'll do therapeutic work over a longer period of time and really get them to a much lighter, more confident, easy place. But well, so that's great. But something that I'm doing right now that I'm super excited about is an offering with my colleague, Danielle. She is a president of a major tech firm and we are hosting a series of conversations. I don't know when this episode goes live, if that will have happened yet or not, but uh, it's called Beyond the Masks. And this conversation includes imposter syndrome, it includes burnout and exhaustion, it includes leadership isolation, which is something a lot of us, you know, in leadership positions deal with. And so those are a series, that's a series of three uh, free conversations that we're having an event for actually next week. And you can find that at lexisulios.com slash beyond the masks. And from there, we have a seven-week program where we're going to be having um, group coaching and doing some really cool ex- uh, experiential exercises where people are going to be able to really start feeling their own uh, resources, their own greatness, their own capacity, and everything that they have in their life to actually that's actually bolstering them and making them strong. So I'm really excited about that program and being able to work together with women in leadership in a group format um, where we can all really support one another. Oh, I love that. We will link up all that. We will link up those, um, those, those offerings. And even if someone comes back to this episode after those free events, you know, you might be doing that group program at another date Um, or they can just obviously find a way to connect with you and just reach out and strike up a conversation with you to learn more and see what you have going on currently. But, um, so definitely check the show notes of this podcast, wherever you are listening, whether you're listening on your Apple player or, um, Spotify or from our website or wherever you just click through and find the show notes. And you'll see all of Lexi's pertinent links there. And we'll make sure to direct you to the right place. So this is a a fabulous conversation. I think that we, um, Uh, you know, every one of those topics that you mentioned, I I would be really interested in doing episodes, podcast episodes on those, because I think they're so important. And I think these are conversations that we need to have, because listen, at the end of the day, I want, I want women out there sharing their story because there's so much value in us sharing our stories. Just like you pointed out, sometimes the story is when things weren't as perfect as you wanted them to be. And there's so much value and transparency and sharing that that other people need it. We don't need to live in a world where we think everyone's got it figured out. We need to know, like, how are you figuring out when you didn't have it figured out? Or how are you navigating when things don't go your way? Like we need to be sharing the real stories, not the perfectly Instagram curated stories, but the real, real, real stories of our life and of our business so that we can help others. And I just think there's a great value in that. And we need we, we need to clear this imposter syndrome so that more women will take their rightful place literally in that spotlight. You deserve it and others are waiting on you. 
So thank you, Lexi Solis, for being with me today. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for being on the show. And I hope that this has encouraged you, the listener, to go out and, and knock that imposter syndrome down and take up some space and show up exactly how you are and who you are today. You are just right. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here on the show. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.